Last week on the podcast, I shared some excerpts from my recent Cultivate Your Calling half-day retreat. If you missed that, I encourage you to go back and listen to it because we're walking through our four keys, define, direct, discipline, and develop to understand what is our calling and how it is already in us and it just needs to be cultivated. But this week, we're going to talk about how do you do that and what happens as God develops you through your discipline. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Are you an ambitious Christian woman who feels like you've had success yet something is still missing? Do you wonder if it's possible to be ambitious and let God lead at the same time because you think if it is to be, it's up to me? Does the hustle fuel your adrenaline, but you want to ditch the overachievement and pursue success with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, emptiness mom, entrepreneur, and recovering overachiever who felt those same things. When I prayed for a better way to work, God responded with, let me drive. Then he led me to help women like you through my speaking, coaching, and writing. My mission is teaching you that success doesn't require buying into the world's frantic definition of hustle or into the so-called anti-hustle movement. Instead, you can meet me in the middle right here to redefine hustle as you pursue success with God as your CEO. Each week, we'll spend a focused 15 minutes connecting biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus. Does that sound like what you need today? Then let's go. We started last week talking about how there was so much talk of calling and purpose in the world that it leaves us wondering if these are just buzzwords or what if I missed getting told what my calling was and am I too late to find it or how do I even know if I'm walking in my calling? And we talked about that calling is your passions and purpose tied up together with the gifts and talents that God has given you so that ultimately you can do what he's given you to do, the commissions that he takes you in and out of, which lead to the greatest commission, which is loving people and making disciples. And so our calling is not tied to a job. It's not a one-time thing. Our calling is how we show up. You've heard the saying, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Well, that is all about our calling and that we can sit securely knowing that our calling has been given to us and our job is to co-labor and work with our Lord to cultivate it and grow it. And that he puts us in places and spaces and with people, which we call commissions, to actually do the work. So this week, I want to tell you how I do it. Because I know you and you're probably a list maker like me. You may have heard me talk about that I am a check it off girl. And I am a uh, add things to my list that I've done that weren't on my list so that I can actually check them off also. So for us go-getter girls, we want to know how. Okay, you've told me. I get it. What? How we define calling. I get 
how God directs us so that we can use our calling. But like, how do I actually do it, Aaron? Give me the how-to. So that's what this episode is going to give you. But you might be surprised what this how-to boils down to. I want to remind you where we started last week also that you are set apart for God's purpose. That we know that Psalm 139 verse 16 and Ephesians 2.10 are partner verses that tell us that God predestined where we were going and the work that we would be doing. He predestined the calling he put in us and he's already figured out the commissions that he will position us in to walk out that calling. So let us not forget that we are perfectly and wonderfully made and that we can trust that and know that full well as David says in Psalm 139. So how do you cultivate your calling? Well, let's let's start with how do you define the word cultivate? So cultivate is really about breaking up soil in preparation for sowing or planting. It is to raise or grow something new. It's to become better at something. It is to acquire new skills and new understanding and new knowledge. And it is to foster the growth and development of. And so if all of our calling is inside of us through our temperaments and our gifts and our talents that God has given us, how do we cultivate that? Well, he physically gives us commissions to actually get our hands in the dirt and start to cultivate. And he's already given us all of the tools we need for that. So this discipline is about being intentional and it's about being focused. And there are three areas of discipline for cultivating. The discipline of seeking him, the discipline of obedience, which is taking action, and the discipline of tenacity or endurance. So let's start with the first one. And in Matthew 6, 33, which I know everyone is familiar with, here is Jesus giving his sermon and telling us that God knows what we need. He feeds the sparrows. He, he grows the flowers. We don't have to worry about him providing for our needs. And then he drops this bomb, <laughs> but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, all the things that God knows that we need will be added to us. Now in the woo woo new age movement, this has been taken so far out of context to be Well, seek God, ask, and you shall receive. Like, ask for whatever you want, and you'll receive it. No, no, no. That is really not what that means. And I want to take you to James, because James really calls us out in James 4, verses 2 and 3. And he says, you lust and do not have. You murder and covet. You cannot attain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. So you could stop there and be like, oh, well, I just have to ask for what I want. No, no, no. The discipline of seeking says that you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may take what you get for your own good, for your your own passions and lusts and human desires. Dr. Charles Stanley says, when we try to reach our goals, when we try to do all of this, this cultivating in our own strength, We often find ourselves at odds and it's a result of pride because we want to achieve it on our own. But God is saying, no, 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 you don't cultivate without me. So we have to seek 
first. And there's a discipline in seeking. It is ongoing. It is a daily practice. The second thing that we have to be disciplined about is the discipline of obedience. We've got to take action. Like it's great to ask the Lord and it's great that you hopefully spent time last week going, Lord, help me understand what this calling is that you've given me. How do you define it, Lord? And then show me the commissions that you've put me in where I've walked this out and perhaps show me where I am right now and how my calling relates to that, right? But then you've got to take action. You've got to step out. And James again tells us another very familiar verse for all of us, right? this very familiar verse that um, faith without works is dead. We've got to take action. We can't just stand back and be hearers of the word. We have to be doers of the word. So we have to be disciplined in obedience and commitment and consistency, right? The last discipline is the discipline of tenacity and endurance. And that means sticking to it. That means actually being willing to stick it out, even when we feel like it's not going anywhere. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1, this scripture jumped out at me. Um, Normally we look at verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. But I want to back us up a verse to 2 Timothy 1, 6, because here is Paul encouraging Timothy as, as he is preaching the gospel. And Paul is writing this from prison and he's encouraging Timothy to keep going. And this is what he says. I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And Dr. Charles Stanley says, God never takes away those spiritual gifts. He never takes away our calling, but our calling can lose effectiveness through neglect and misuse. And we're supposed to use our calling for the benefits of his people in obedience to him. We're supposed to use our calling to love people and make disciples. We're supposed to come into these commissions that he gives us to walk out our calling. And if we don't, then our calling can become stale. It it can become lifeless because it's not being cultivated because it's being neglected, right? And we don't want to be in that place either. So while we want to understand our calling, like we talked about last week and where God places us to walk it out, we've got to be disciplined in obedience and disciplined in seeking him and disciplined in having the endurance and the tenacity to keep going because cultivating is a daily practice, right? So here's an exercise I'd love for you to try with an accountability partner. Sit down with them. And tell them the words that come to mind when you think of how God uniquely made you and the gifts and the calling that he's given you. So you remember last week I was talking to you about this book by Karen Stott called An Intentional Life and how when she sat down and thought about what are the things that God has given her that she's really good at, that she's an encourager, right? And she is creative, right? So Sit down with a friend after you've prayed through that with the Lord and and share with your friend what are those words that come to mind for you. And then let them respond with what else comes to mind for them. For example, you might say encourager 
And they might say, I think you're, you're a great encourager because you're a great listener. I think you, you create a safe space for people to show up in their messiness, right? So that you're getting that feedback from them and do the same for them. This is going to help develop in you what else those words could mean. And then give thought to where that shows up. Maybe they have an idea. Maybe they have an idea that says, you know, one of the things that you could offer in your business is this because you're such an encourager or because you're such a good listener, right? And take all of that in. I encourage you to do that exercise and I'd love for you to message me and tell me what comes out of that time with your accountability partner. So the last key of our four keys is develop. So we've talked about define and direct in episode 204. This week, we're talking about um, discipline and now develop. So you know what your calling is and you've seen how God has directed you to different commissions to walk it out and you're putting the discipline in place to cultivate it. What happens as you develop it? Well, I have a question. Are you ready to be stretched, friend? <laughs> right? We know that in John 15, Jesus tells us that God prunes away the branches that are no longer necessary, but also prunes those that produce fruit so that they can produce much fruit. So development here is about stretching. It's about pruning. Do you ever feel like things are going smoothly and then God makes a turn that you weren't expecting? Guess what? He could be breaking up your soil to cultivate deeper roots for new seeds to be planted or, or for a new harvest that's coming. And so we've got to remain, remain faithful to who he's created us to be and to follow him in and out of those commissions. And that's where development happens. Because here's the thing. When, when we stop striving for purpose or the worldly assi assignment, when the world is tuned out and silenced, then we can confidently settle in who God made us to be and the calling that he's given us. And guess what? When we're able to do that, then we can finally hear him trying to get our attention. And sometimes in the development, it is him trying to get your attention. Like you've taken this far enough, Aaron, and now I want you to go this way and let someone else take the baton out of your hand. And that's hard, right? Because we want to see it through to the end. But sometimes that is not the commission that he has for us. He means for our calling to work in a different place or space, right? So this development is about listening so that he will impart the right wisdom at the right time. And I want to read you uh, from this book, which is called Do the Thing by Rebecca George. These links to these books, by the way, will be down in the show notes. And this is from um, the intro, which was written by Michelle Myers of She Works His Way, which was another book that I mentioned to you last week. And this is what Michelle says. God is not small, so nothing he asks you to do is small either. The significance of your assignment is not wrapped up in the size of the task or the impact that you think it should have, but in the one who gave it to you. Don't get hung up waiting on a specific assignment. Get involved in God's general work in the world by taking your commission seriously, even if you don't understand why he put you there. And then he will show you how your calling works in that space. And then lastly, God's assignments often come in people form. And ironically enough, the, most the more purposeful the work, the easier it is to stop 
prioritizing people. As you walk out, whatever the next commission is that he's had for you, focus on who you're building for the kingdom in that space, using your calling to pour into them and not just what you're building. I've seen uh, the, the women of She Works His Way share this quote, your potential in God's hands is far greater than anything that you can do with your own hands. It's powerful, right? Where God guides, he provides. We say that a lot here as we redefine hustle. I pray that these episodes about cultivating your calling have really opened your mind, your heart, and your spirit to looking at how God has made you in a different way. And maybe to how he could be stretching you to use your calling in a new commission. As always, let me remind you that God made you ambitious, friend, but he did not make you to work the world's way. And I'm the coach that can help you break free from business as usual. So get on my calendar so we can chat about working together. And until we're together next time, I pray for and encourage you to tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus so that you can walk out this kingdom business that he's given you with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment. I'll see you on the next episode. Do you believe that God has a purpose for your business, but you're not sure how, or maybe you're a little afraid to actually let him lead? The right coaching that combines biblical truth and business principles with a personalized approach can help you break free from the overwhelm and overachievement that you're feeling so that you can walk out his assignment with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment. And that's what I do. Let's explore how I can help you tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus to grow your business and impact. Schedule your 15-minute discovery call with me today at erinharrigan.com slash discovery call or click the link in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to Redefining Hustle, pursuing success as a Christian woman this week. Pray this show brings you value as an ambitious woman in business. Remember to check the show notes for my free resources and other helpful links. If this episode spoke to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend or share it on social media and tag me. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of learning to redefine hustle as you pursue success so your business produces much fruit and impacts his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.